Hello and welcome to the Creatives Chronicles. My name is Bright Emeka and I'm your host for today. This is the podcast that tells the stories of creatives, their journey experiences, picking lessons from what they've been through. Today we have uh, today we have a special guest in the house. Uh, we are moving in a different direction for the conversation today. Today we are talking with a digital savvy. He is a di- digital alchemist. He is uh, the co-founder for Digital Media Development Initiative. Today we have in the house Mr. Bamiche. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, for our audience who, who is here to meet you, could you tell us whom you are, Mr. Bamiche? Uh, my name is Bamiche Babashua. Uh, I graduate of psychology from Bafunyaolo University. Uh, more of a tech enthusiast. You know, so I, I have a passion for brands and uh, digital media because uh, the age we live in is an age where digital media uh, is uh, creeping into pretty much everything that we're doing. So if you you are not digitally savvy, you're not digitally literate, like I call it, uh, you might tend to move out from the whole lot as an individual or as a business because there's hardly anything that you want to do right now that uh, technology is not involved and in a couple of years to come we'll start having technology take over a lot more even everything when we start talking about technology and things and some other things and all of that so I'm pretty much uh, an IT enthusiast and I just want to learn everything I can about that. Okay. Great, great, great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, today we are going to be talking about branding and positioning for creative professionals, okay? Now, uh, for for designers and creatives, we know that the marketplace is a crowded place. How would you uh, advise that a creative person differentiate himself or position himself? Okay, um, differentiating yourself in the marketplace, uh, it's quite simple. I would say that I, my, my approach to it is uh, first of all defining what you want to do because yes there, there are a lot of designers out there, there are a lot of graphic designers out there, there are a lot of uh, web developers out there, there are a lot of uh, application developers out there and all of that so the question is what do you want to do and how do you want to go about it? If I want to be a photographer just like any other person, then I would definitely be lost in the crowd. I usually give this instance when I go for trainings where I make an instance of everyone in the class dressed in white and there's someone dressed in black amongst the whites. The chances of me not seeing the person in black first is quite high because the person stands out. So yes, they are all students in the class, but then the person in black is doing something different from the others in white. So the question is, what makes your own graphic design or web design? What other thing, what's that extra that you add to it that makes it exceptional, that makes it beyond uh, what every other person offers? What, what, what do you add to your own service that takes you uh, the extra mile, that, push, that pushes you a notch further than others? Um, Let's look at it from other service uh, service sector in the economy. Uh, you go to some banks and then they offer you sweets or they offer you chocolates. 
Not because it's not that the sweets of chocolate is what you're in the bank for, but it's just a way of making you feel special or making you understand that okay, we're more concerned about you feeling comfortable while you are here with us. You go into some office and then uh, the receptionist asks you, Oh, is it tea or coffee that you want? And then you step into some offices and then they don't even care whether you're seated or you're standing. <laughs> you're there waiting, nobody's even paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what is that extra that you're adding to your graphic design mm-hmm. that makes it, uh, that takes it a notch further than every other graphic designer? Is it that you you have a one-on-one uh, consultation with your clients where you're able to take them through the entire process? Because... Uh, Based on my own experience, there are certain clients that you probably don't have an idea of what they want. Yeah. They just need you to design a logo. And because you feel, oh, this is an opportunity to just make, make money. Yeah. Let me just give the person whatever yeah, I want and then yeah. get it over with. Because, um, yeah, you can give the person whatever they want and get it over with, but then you've just added an extra... Uh, an extra uh, or how would I put it an extra profile to your CV and that is an that, that's an extra point to it's, either, it's an addition yeah, yeah. Either an addition or a subtraction to your portfolio so if you do well good if not done well recommendation goes a long way mm-hmm. so I, I think it's best to sit down as a creative and ask yourself that question what can I add the service that I'm rendering, what that I had, this thing that I want to do, that will make it special, that will make it exceptional, that will make that customer want to come back. Not because you're the best at it, but because you're the only one that makes the customer feel that level. Because it's gone beyond, um, service rendering has gone beyond you just delivering on the service. You also need to satisfy the person. And beyond satisfying the person, you need to make them feel good. You need to make them feel good. They should be comfortable. They should be happy that they gave you that 10,000 Naira or they gave you that check of 1 million Naira. Because at the end of the day, you're giving them a service that in their mind, in their subconscious, they feel they got something more than the money they gave to you. Wow, wow. So I feel that's the right approach yeah, okay. to, to, to distinguishing to yourself. Yourself in the card. Okay. Uh, Someone said that branding is what the customer thinks about you, not what you tell the client or customer that you are. If branding has gotten to the point where you don't, uh, you are no longer in charge of your own brand, like it is your customer's perception, your client's perception of of you, that is your, that's how you are branded, not just what you say you do or how you say you do it. It's also how the customer perceives that service you said you are offering him okay how 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 can you uh because uh there's a saying that consistency uh or repetition repetition is what makes things stick repeatedly doing something over and over again how can you uh how can creatives keep delivering on their brand promise consistently because some people they might start something today and um two weeks two months it's not sustainable for them how do you advise for creative to distinguish themselves consistently and uh, doing it for the long run because it's a marathon, it's not just a uh, sprint? Okay, um, like the definition you gave about branding being a perception of the customer and not that of uh, the person who went in the service. Yes, it's 
the perception of the customer, but then you get to shape, shape it, the perception. Okay. Either consciously or unconsciously. Uh, you see brands like um, Coca-Cola, mm. they take deliberate steps to shaping their perception, their brand perception. Okay. You, see, uh, you see brands like GTP, you see brands like... Uh, there are a lot of big brands yes, out there. Yes, Apple, yeah. uh, wow. Samsung. Yes. They deliberately. It's not something that you do passively. Mm-hmm. Everything about their brand is deliberate. Uh, up to the color, uh, the person that prints it, the kind of fonts they use. Everything about the brand, the details of the brand, the numbers, the alphabets, the commas, the dots, the full stop. Everything is accounted for. It's deliberate. Everything that you see is deliberate. But then, sustainability, um, you're a startup yeah. and or a freelancer or, or a freelancer and, and you're just there on your own and what if, whatever it is that you want to add to your, to your, uh, to your service as, uh, as, as, an, as the extra that will stand you out, should be something that you can continue with. Okay. Now, I'll keep this simple. Um, say as simple as always smile with your clients. Mm. Okay. You can sustain smile. Okay. You can sustain being jovial with your smile with your clients. Mm. You might not be able to sustain always having a meeting with them in an e-train. Okay. You might not always be able to sustain uh, always taking them out for lunch to discuss the brand or the design concept or the project concept or the web concept and all of that. But as simple as being available whenever they call, oh, we need you right now. Sorry, I might not be able to come right now, but I can make this alternative for you. I'll be available at so so time. The fact that you're reachable, the fact that you're always available, the fact that they can get in touch with you and whenever they have challenges, you're there to fix it. That might just be the extra bits that makes wow. the whole thing different. So, you don't need to look... Uh, excellence in itself is not about looking for something so big, so something that huge. Okay. It's simple. It's just in the minutest thing. Like I said, the way you make your clients feel. Mm. You might take the person to transport for a meeting that, okay, I'll buy them lunch, at least it's called London. They see you as one spend tricks that you know so mm. because that's a process in okay. shaping okay. the perception they have of you uh, so you need to just focus on the little details the things that you know you can sustain and then beyond the things that you know beyond the fact that it's something that you can sustain something that you know you can easily transfer because as an entrepreneur your your uh, your vision or your goal is probably to employ people later on yeah now that thing that culture that you're starting now should be a culture that you can transfer okay that when you're out of the picture when you are dealing with those your employees now your employees can still carry on with that level of standard that standard that you set that path that you raised so it shouldn't be something that when it becomes a big organization you can't continue okay. if you can't continue you it's either when, when you start something, it should be like uh, the least that you can ever do. So yeah. when you grow bigger, you should increase your capacity to do better. Because okay. excellence is what you call it, actually. Okay. 
there is no perfect. Right. Right. Perfect is the best we see now. Someone okay. else will wake up tomorrow and tell you that, oh, there's still a mile further, and then it takes the mile further. And, oh, so there's still a perfect gift ahead of this. Yeah. And then that's how innovation is born. You know, we see uh, the mobile the mobile phone of a couple of years back, you know, the Nokia can't compare that with what we have right now. Yeah. That's just a simple example of how the bar of excellence and perfection has been pushed. Mm-hmm. And that's the way uh, digital media is, that's the way technology is, is constant, there, there, there's that constant innovation, constant, um, constant uh, changing, evolving of ideas, information. And you see something that was probably involved a couple of months ago yeah. is no longer involved no, no. a couple of months later. Why? Because it has evolved. There's that transition. So. It should be something that can, that, that you can that is sustainable, okay. and then you don't go beyond that bar. Okay, that's where consistency comes in. So every time you see me, okay, like uh, I could remember there was this photography um, session I went for. It was like like a workshop for photographers. I I just attended, and then they were having this conversation about how they make their clients feel, and then someone raised the question of okay, you want to have a photo session and maybe you just had a heated agreement with your wife, blah, blah, blah. There's a client that didn't pay you up and you're really angry. And there's this photo shoot that you need to have with a couple, a pre-wedding shoot, and you need them to smile. Now, how do you get yourself into that mood where you're happy to make your clients happy? Yeah. And someone answered and said, you need to know where you make, you draw that line between home and work. <laughs> you are paid to look happy and to get them the shots that they need so you are paid to get them even if they are not uh, in a happy mood you have been paid to smile to get them in that happy mood so that they can get the perfect shots mm-hmm. irrespective of what you're facing and what you're yeah, going yeah, through right yeah. now so for you as a person whatever it is that you've chosen as your extra bit okay. as that extra mile that you're going to make your service special, to make the the, goods, uh, the products your that you're product, pushing yeah, out yeah. there special, yeah. you should be able to sustain it irrespective of what is happening. Okay. That's why I would advise you start with something that will not cost you, that, it's, that has no financial implication. Okay. And that was why I mentioned something as simple as a smile. Okay. You've been available. Yeah. Availability is not necessarily presence. Okay. I okay. could. I could be going to the office all the time and I'm always eager to be. I'm not available. I just I'm just trying to fulfill protocol. Okay. I might okay. not be in there in person, but then I'm meeting me. I'm available to attend to their need. So mm-hmm. availability, when I said being available, is not necessarily in presence. The fact that they know that okay, whenever we need this person, we can reach the person and the person will solve the challenge that we have okay. shows that you are available. Okay. So little things like that, because mm-hmm. Sincerely, um, if I look at creative, one of the prevalent characters of creative right now is the fact that they are not available. When they are available, uh, they, they, they are bent on doing what they feel is right rather than mm. getting to do what the client wants. Okay. Yes, you can help the client to shape their opinion, yeah, but you guess. shouldn't impose your, your opinion, opinion on the client. Yeah, you yeah. should get the picture the client is trying to paint. 
can then use your own professional expertise to tell them that okay, this wouldn't work, this wouldn't work. If you do it this way, you get a better picture. Not impose your what you think is best on the client. So if you're able to do a general study on the present behavior, the fact that okay, you're paid up front and then you just you go off the radar. And then you come back <laughs> weeks later and tell them that okay. Uh, maybe happened, something happened. happened at home mm. and you had to disappear. Maybe someone stole your phone. Yeah. And you know the office of the client. You can easily go to the office of the client to tell the client that, oh, sorry, I'm presently offline. My phone got stolen or my laptop got stolen, but you just disappeared for a whole month wow. without informing the client. And the client is all around what's going on and everything. So there's that general trend of um, poor ethics that has made people not really trust. Craft, uh, creatives. That's why you see organizations that would prefer to employ creatives yeah, in house than yeah. work with contractors yeah. or freelance. Yeah. Whereas it pays them to work with freelancers yeah. because they don't get to be paying them monthly, monthly. they only pay project engagements. Yeah. Yeah. But then they would rather want someone they have they authority have. over because they feel the freelancers don't have good work ethics. Mm. So if they're able to study on all those that all those shortcomings that okay. the freelancers have and you're able to make up all that for yourself and you push yourself out there you can rest assured that you stand out wow wow uh-huh. so the little things the 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 uh lack of availability or none uh, yeah, yeah because yeah. because because the truth is uh graphics uh creatives let me put it generally creatives yeah. generally people are people need creatives yes but but the thing is, it's hard to uh, meet that creative who's willing to satisfy your needs. Mm. Now, a lot of creatives out there are driven by the need to get money. They are more concerned about the money they want to get from the clients okay. than satisfying the need. the need of the clients. Okay. So, when you see a creative out there, they are more interested in, ah, uh, okay. I need the money. Okay, so how much do you want to do this? How much do you want to do that? As long as I get the money, I don't care. I'll just give you an initial. Let me give you an instance. A lot of people out there would rather do... Not that I'm trying to... Uh, uh, yes, I know right now we've gotten to an age where websites can be quickly designed and all yeah, of that. Yeah, but yeah. then there's also that issue of security and all yeah, of that. Yeah. So if I'm building a website for a company, I would advise and I would tell them, Yes, I can do a website for you for ten thousand, for five thousand, for twenty thousand, and all of that. But I let you know the security implications, so that when that happens, I've given myself a disclaimer. But some people, because of the money that they have, that yes, they collect five thousand and then do the rush work and get it over with. And then a couple of months down the line, the organization is having downtime on their website. Maybe it's not loading, or it's telling them not available, or the site has crashed, and all of that. And they are wondering, okay, this guy has just come us again. Mm-hmm. You understand? And they've lost trust in web designers. And someone comes and tells you that, oh, I can do that same website for you for 150 because he has calculated all the security firewalls that is going to install all the application, the plugins that I will do yeah. to ensure that the website is up and running and good to go for the organization. But they are like, ah, but someone will do it for me at 15,000. <laughs> this is surprising. Like, you understand? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yes, am I saying that you shouldn't? Uh, am, I, am I saying that you shouldn't charge people? No, charge, but be reasonable in your charging. Okay, am I saying that your your uh, your services should be expensive? No, 
<laughs> but ensure that whatever you're billing the client, you're able to defend it to the later. To give her value for it. So if I'm asking for a million, let at the end of it, by the time you're delivering the service for that one million, let the client feel like you deliver the service worth two point five million. Okay. Okay. That is that's true because when they feel that way, they call you back. Yeah. Great. But when I pay you a million, and at the end of the, by the time you're done delivering the service, I feel like uh, I was scammed. I was cheated. Uh, this guy has just cheated. Me. Mm. I wouldn't call that same person. Mm. I would look for another person. Mm. But imagine you call me for a job of five thousand, and by the time I'm done, you're done with delivering the service of five thousand. I'm like, ah, okay. I think I I cheated this guy. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Then you have that client to yourself mm. because you've provided some extra service that probably are not financially inclined. Maybe in the way you approach the person, the way you suggested them to the person, the way you took it beyond mm. graphics. Now, I do social media a couple of times. I do social media consulting a lot of times. And when I discuss with organizations, I, a lot of times because of my... Um, my little experience with business because I also do business advisory yeah, and yeah, all yeah. On, the, on the side. I take my own social media consulting a notch further. I take it to the point where I start showing them the business implication, how it affects the guy at the front desk, how you can even, by virtue of having me consult for you, reduce your overhead. Wow. I tell you that, okay, yeah, you don't need to even employ me long time. All you need to do is engage me for three months. I will train the person in front of your front desk. And the person in front desk can double as a social media consultant. I will just come in occasionally. You pay me consultancy to come in occasionally. And by the time I'm done giving you those financial analysis, you look at it and you look at the cost of engaging me for a whole year and you compare with the cost of me training the person and mm-hmm. having to drop it. You realize yeah, that yeah. I've saved you and you're getting more value. Yeah. For the money that you've intended, I've helped you to. It's not because I'm not interested in earning five million. Yeah. yeah. But the truth is, there is strength in referral. Definitely. That Definitely. way, the moment I capture that client, I have access to his network. Hmm. But without me asking him, the next time one of his friends is like, "Oh, I need to. Oh, I have someone that will do a marvelous job for you. I don't need to put my publicity or poster out there." I already got someone, a lawyer client, that would do that for you. Okay, okay. Just by taking it a notch further. That knowledge of business that I have, I don't have to... Uh, it's not something that I need to go and be buying in the markets every time I tell them about it. It's resident, it's okay. a capital that okay. I have within me that I can comfortably give every time I want to without costing me anything. Okay. Okay. Because so, it just makes my service special. Special. Okay. So, uh, I also think one of the ways uh, creatives can also stand out or uh, position themselves is by talking about the services they render and how it helps the client's business. Yeah. By putting themselves out there on social media, on their blogs, or, or whatever means mm-hmm. they find. Uh, can you talk about some of the channels? Uh, creatives could use or leverage on some of the platforms that are available out there that creatives and how they can go about providing uh, relevant information because um, there's this book is called Jab Jab Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk he said you have to give value give value consistently before you now do your right hook 
that's where you now approach the client for a sale or something, you must have given value. What are some of the platforms uh, creatives could leverage on and how, how should they go about it? Okay. Um, I think everybody's on social media. Yeah. Everybody's actually on social media. Uh, but the, num- the, the, the number one platform that you can actually easily access is that person you're working for right now. Okay. Okay. That's like your first access. Uh, I call it the ripple effect. Hmm. You know when you when when you look when you look at uh, the ripple of water, yeah. it starts with just, just one, one little one. dot, yeah. and then it becomes a small ring, hmm. and then the ring begins to expand. Right? Yeah. Before you know it, it covers the entire span of the water. Yeah. So. Your best bet is that client that you have now. Sure. Give your art out to that client. Sure. From there, you get maybe in his own network, he has 10 others. Okay. You have access to those 10 others. Give your art out to them. Each of those 10, they probably have 10 okay, each. Okay. Yeah. Give your art out. Before you know it, you're getting more funds. You can employ more people. Because by the time from his own, you have 10 others, that's 11. Yeah. From the other 10, you have 100. Other 10 others, that's 101. Wow. So, only you can handle 101 clients. Yes, you need yeah, to employ yeah. more people. Definitely. So, by value, by virtue, by just the fact that you're giving out value, you get money in return. Okay. Money flows in direction of value. value. Yes. So, yes. if you want to get that increase that you're looking for, provide value money flows in the direction of value and the fact that you you've bought the clients over by giving them your best you have it so the first the first access that i would say is that person you're working Working for right now and if you don't have anybody that you're working for right now get that one person that you can own that you say that okay even if i'm not in this state this person will refer me anywhere they go to then leverage on friends leverage on friends that you know friends you don't necessarily have to uh, convince friends before they publicize your family you don't necessarily have to okay. convince them just by virtue of telling your brother that at least speak to people that I do represent they will do that for you friends will do that for you okay. and go on social media and leverage on your network uh, it's amazing how much social media can do for us you know, 100 MB, 200 MB, yeah. 1,000 Naira worth of data, 1,500 Naira worth of data. It's amazing how much uh, effects you can get or traction you can get online. And also try to exhibit your work. Okay. Exhibit okay. your work. Uh, in whatever, it, that's why I said earlier, uh, the first question, that whatever it is that you want to do, do it well. Okay. Let it be something that you would be proud to say, I did that. I did that, okay. okay. I've done several jobs that it didn't pay me. Mm-hmm. But I would gladly say, I did that. Mm-hmm. And people will look at it and think, oh, this guy has collected millions yes. for that job. Okay. Whereas maybe I even used my money to finish the job. Okay. But it adds to my portfolio. It gives me a better leverage. Mm-hmm 
when I meet that top shot client that will pay the money, you tell them that I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. So you can see my track record. Yeah. And when I'm requesting for so so amounts, they can't deny the fact that I can do because I can show them what I've done. Yeah, okay. There are times yeah. that you might have to do some things pro bono. Okay. Okay. I'll give you an instance. There are times that I've worked with. I just walked up to some organizations because okay, when I started social media consulting, then what I did was I go online and I start looking at people that their platforms are not active. Okay. Then I walk up to them. I can do this for you. I can do this for you. I can do this for you. Yes, I don't have the track record, but some believed, some did not. There are some times that I had walked up to profiled organizations and I tell them that I can do this for you. Just engage me for a few months. Yes. It's a few months, but when I walk up to another client and I tell them that okay, I manage this, this platform for social period, either I was either I was paid or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact is, I manage the manage platform, yeah. yeah, and I can show them the results I got from okay. managing the platform. So there are times that to get yourself out there, you might have to do some things okay. for free. All right. No, imagine you walk up to uh, um. Uh, one big supermarket in your area, a big supermarket that you know that no everybody in your area knows. And probably they have a awful logo, an awful brand. And you walk up to them and tell them, that, okay, I'll rebrand your logo for you. Just do it for free and let them give you a certificate of completion of the job. It's a portfolio for you. You walk up to a government organization and you tell them that, okay, you want to rebrand for them and they're like, okay, so what do you do? And you tell them that, okay, this supermarket, I did their rebranding for them. Maybe you did rebranding for Coca-Cola, just for instance, not saying, but just for instance, and Coca-Cola didn't pay. I mean, it's in the profile. <laughs> yeah. If you walk up to another organization, Coca-Cola will not tell the organization that I didn't pay this guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You get the money for it. So there are times you need to put yourself out there so that you can get the kind of results that you want. Because in building, uh, for a startup, it's usually... That that's it's usually hard to break through. Even yeah. the other side, it's okay. usually hard to break through. So there are certain times you need to take some calculated risks. Okay, okay, great, great. You know, do some overnight because you just need that profile. You know, walk up to a particular uh, a particular politician and you tell the person that okay, I want to brand your campaign. Okay. The guy might not pay you more than twenty thousand naira, but you've added that to your profile because people will see. The difference in the graphic design because you because you work by that simple work ethic that whatever it is that you are doing, you do it well. Well, yeah. So they will know that this guy's design is there's something different, different about this guy's design. Okay. And they will probably ask him as okay, who's designing for okay. you? This guy's designing for me. Are you kidding me? They will not ask how much the guy is paid. They will come and say, okay, so I want the same thing you did for this person. Okay. Can you do it for me? Uh, um, there you are. Okay. So there are sometimes you need to take that calculated things okay. just to get yourself out there and great, have great, great. Okay, going. now let's talk about um, digital media initiative. There is a masterclass coming up soon. Okay. Yes. Uh, could you tell our audience some of the things they are going to gain when they come there and um, how they could register for the training? Okay. Um, so, like I mentioned, I think it's kind of evident in everything that I say. Yeah. Trying to do something differently um so the digital masterclass is pretty much a digital media masterclass where you learn um, various digital media skills ranging from photography to uh, creative uh, 
animation, uh, video editing. But then we added two extra bits to it, which is um, business advisory and brand management, because these are two important things in the marketplace. Uh, you need to be able to create a brand identity for yourself and also be able to manage it. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to create it, it's another thing to sustain it, to make to maintain that identity. Okay. And uh, when you also get into the marketplace, you need to understand the strategy. What is your pricing model? Okay. You don't need to overprice. How would you not overprice yourself and underprice yourself? How do you break even the basic business strategies for a uh, for a, for a freelance a startup? Someone who is just getting out, they will probably does not even have an organization registered yet, and okay. you're still collecting the money into your personal account and all of that. So basic tips here and there, right. and right. then uh, basic work ethics okay. that you need. So that's where the brand uh, ad, uh, business advice comes in, and the brand management creating yeah. an identity for yourself, okay. understanding the value of excellence, creating the excellent value for yourself, simplicity, and then managing it yeah. over uh, over time so that people know you for this. For this okay. So how can how can they register? So, uh, well, yeah, uh, there is. The, the account number, we have, we have an account number where you pay uh, 10,000 naira to a GT bank. The account name is Digital Media Development Initiative. The account number is 022-9469-829. And like I said, it's a GT bank. So when you've paid the 10,000 naira into the account, uh, you send your full name, your phone number, and your email address to uh, the email address uh, which is connect at dmdinitiatives.org okay. with an attachment of your payment slip or receipts or confirmation okay. so uh, or your the, the details of this can be found on the website right no it can be found on our facebook page okay. on, okay. on all our it's on our social, all our social media, media platforms okay. so, so for uh, twitter you can reach us on dmd initiatives at okay. dmd initiatives same for instagram at dmd initiatives uh, and then for Facebook Digital Media Development Initiative. Wow, wow. It's been an amazing conversation with you. Uh, I know you're a busy person. Thank you so much for taking out this time to be with us here on the Creatives Chronicles. It's our pleasure to host you and looking forward to so much amazing conversations with you in the future. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. And uh, to our listeners out there, Keep pushing yourself, keep persevering. It takes patience, take consistency and time to build that brand, that that image you want to project out there. I will see you next week. Thank you.